Hello, hello, everyone, and welcome back. Or if you're listening for the first time, welcome to Doing Business Differently, where I get down to the nitty gritty about all things related to successfully starting, launching, and growing your business online. My name is Kandaka, and I'm born and raised in Harlem, New York City. I'm a mom to six amazing and beautiful children. Four of them are school age. And for 20 plus years, I've been blessed to build a successful career working for some of the most prestigious architecture and design houses, nonprofit organizations that really work on some amazing causes, and a number of private multi-million dollar service-based brands. Now, I specialize in strategic planning, financial management, and people equity. Now, I think that's enough for now about me because this show is all about you, all about you as an existing or aspiring business owner. So let's get into today's content. So tonight we are going to spend some time really talking about the other aspect of what I find important as a new business owner as a startup business owner, um, really as a business owner in general, right? And especially if you are a caregiver, provider, if you are a parentpreneur, mompreneur, whatever type of entrepreneur you are, that um, you are driven by other personal and also maybe other business obligations, right? And the reason why that's important is because oftentimes people underestimate the time that they have to get things done, and especially for their own business. Um, I think a lot of entrepreneurs start this journey becoming business owners because of, of course, the appeal to becoming a business owner, right? Their goal is to either get to a financial freedom time freedom or energy freedom, right? That's usually usually one of the three reasons that most people deep down in their heart of hearts is the goal, right? It, it may be all these other things, you know, that that manifest itself, but the, the top reasons is freedom of some sort, right? And so when they step into this world, they quickly realize that, oh my goodness, there are so many tiny moving pieces that all of these things that need to get done, it's a it's a juggling of trying to figure out what should come first, second, and third, because sometimes what works for some person to do first may not work for others. Now, for me, I work underneath the model that you plan before you brand, right? So that basically means that you have to start planning out what you want to do before you actually start jumping in there. That works for me and the people that I work with because I want to make sure that I am going to more often than not meet my goals, right? In order to be goal-driven, in order to be able to achieve a high um, variance is not the word, but basically to reach more of my goals than I often don't, I have to set myself up to win. I have to, I have to use what I got. And oftentimes we don't, being a new business owner, we think that you know, I'm going to do this, do that, do that. And there are so many things in the back office that you don't see getting done that people don't talk about um, or they tell you at the last minute and now you have to backtrack. And for me, backtracking costs me time. It costs me energy and it costs me money. I think I posted on my Instagram. If you're not following me, go over to my Instagram page and follow me now. And you'll see that my last couple of posts were talking about that. I invested a lot of my time, a lot of my money, a lot of my energy into building up my business in a way that did not align with who I was and some of the things that I have going on in my life. I'm a mom of six children. Two of them are adults. You guys know I talk about it all the time. You guys know that you'll hear my kids in the background sometimes, and I don't 
make any excuses for it. If that bothers you, that's it is what it is because my business is built around my lifestyle. After 20 plus years in corporate America, and as I go, as anyone, not just myself, but if you, you've been in leadership, managerial, director, whatever, you know that the further up that ladder you go, the more time and energy you're expending. You might be compensated financially very well, right? However, there is a cost to that, and that cost is your time and energy. And it gets harder and harder to balance that time. And that's where the freedom comes in because you want the money because this is, you know, you're able to travel. You're able to send your children to schools. Now, should these things be this way? Of course not, but that's what it is. So we try to make the best of the situations that we align with. And if you are a person, um, you know, I'm born and raised in Harlem, that should say enough about it right there. So I'm trying to use the blessings that I got to get to where I got to go. So when most people are starting businesses, they're eliminating all the parts of the business, thinking that they can go around only to have to find out they have to double back and do these things anyway. So it's really important for me to really um, bring these things to light because I feel like it's not discussed often enough. Often enough, it's always you hear about the marketing funnels, you hear about the sales strategies, the discovery calls and the delivery systems. But no one is really talking about those things that you need to figure out a plan for. And time is one of them. Time is a huge chunk of it. If you don't have an idea of how much time you want to invest into your business and then add to that sort of time, how much time you want to spend on clients? How much time are you going to spend on bookkeeping, right? How much time throughout the day are you going to devote to your family's needs if you have small children at home in the midst of a pandemic, right? How much time, don't work a nine to five still, You're that's eight, 10 hours of your day if we're not including commuting time. If you live in a high commuter zone, you might be spending an hour or two in traffic. Are you considering all these different things in your life and the way that it's going to impact you to show up in your business, service other people, and build your business at the same time? A lot of these things are not discussed. So when a person comes to me, when we get on a, a discovery call, um, or if I work with you one-on-one, these are things that we go over. And a lot of times people don't want to talk about it. They don't want to talk about it because it's not important. It's not important until the pain becomes so great until you know they start their customers start being affected they're wondering why things are not working for them and that's just again time is just one aspect of it my whole business model is built around you know the the premise of being a leader is not just about how much things you can sell you know it doesn't take anybody to flip a switch i call that flipping a switch right anybody can make money we all have had a boss who we sit back and wonder and say, how did this person get this job, right? I know why this person got this job because it's not based on their talent, right? We all have some sort of experience where that has been the narrative. So it doesn't take much to, to make money. But my whole business is not, that's the end result. You'll get that. But it's talking about time management. Because this is a big thing that most new startup and growing business owners experience and they don't consider. It's built around getting clear in your vision, making sure that what you're doing is aligned with the direction that you want to head off into. We won't even talk about that tonight, but you know that that is a premise of this whole podcast for this season. 
we're going to get into vision alignment and why that, that that's important. It's also a portion about um, being an authentic leader. And for me, it means being true to who you are as a person. So that way, the best you can shine through because you're aligning yourself with your vision and your values and your beliefs. Oftentimes, people don't believe the same things. We don't have the same systems. We don't have the, a lot of things are not the same. So if you're operating your business on a set of standards that are not mine, there's going to be a disconnect. And one thing I didn't enter into self-employment to do is to feel the same way I felt when I was working nine to five. I can go back to the nine to five and have less of a headache, you know, and go into work, show up, do my job. Now that I've learned a lot of things during the pandemic about myself, I can go back to the nine to five and then just and coast basically. Then the other aspect of that comes with self-care. Oftentimes, again, the pandemic has been a huge awakening for me about self-care, about really prioritizing what's important to me. Um, not just for my children, not just based on, um, you know, how I choose to relax, like going to get my nails done or things like that, but also in my faith and those things that keep me centered and grounded and reestablishing routines and habits and things like that, which again, this is a total person experience, what I work with my clients with. And it's not just about doing one and done. Think about it. If you are out here building complicated marketing funnels, who's going to click the switch when your lead pages doesn't convert, right? What do you do? Do you have the time to go back and recreate that lead page to make sure that it's running correctly? Do you have time to set up two and three testing pages, right? I want, I want to know. If your funnel is hitting five and six different spaces and you're trying to figure out where in the pipeline that your backlog, do you know where you're going to start at? Do you know how many data reports if you're using five and six different systems to track that? Do you know how many data points you have to check just to figure out where the, do you know how many reports you're reviewing at the end of week? That's a lot of work. A lot of us are not self-employed because we want to hire other people. We've done that. We've had that experience working in the nine to five, so to speak, right? Whether you've managed a team of two or five or 10, supervise them directly, indirectly, you know what it's like to have to manage a team. Even if they are the most efficient, proficient, productive employee, especially introvert power, because I'm an introvert, that's energy draining. I don't have time to be, nope, the pandemic has taught me a lot about only really being conscientious of what I am tolerating. I'm protecting my space, my time, my money, my resources, like nobody's business and keeping God first. That is my goal to keep all that together. That's a struggle in and of itself. I am not in a space where I want to manage anyone. I'm not. I want to work with my clients, deal with my family, take care of myself. So when you have all these different components to your business and your funnels, especially if you're working with one or two, or let's say you have a person or two, but if you don't even know what it is you're looking for, how do you expect someone else to monitor it? How can you hold them accountable? You can't. You can't. You could only go, you know, I would never take a position where, and, and this gets me, this goes back to something me and my client had talked about most recently. So if you haven't checked out, uh, I believe it's iHeartRadio, look out there for the morning coffee with Guy Jazzy Rainey. Um, he is one of my clients, Sidebar, who is really making great strides and getting clear on his vision. Um, 
and just really doing amazing things, stepping outside of his comfort zone. So go check him out, The Morning Coffee with Guy Jazzy Rainey on iHeartRadio. It's a great and awesome podcast there. Um, iHeartRadio done shifted a lot of things. If you're looking to get into podcasting or into radio, this is a great opportunity um, to get back into it or to step into it. So go check that out and reach out to him for that one. But um, again, if you don't have the capacity to do all these things, you're going to get yourself in trouble. As Guy and I was talking about one time, it's you know the, a quote that is often misquoted, and I won't try to quote it, but I'll give you the essence of it. People like to say that you know um, it's better to be um, a person who masters in one thing, but I think that's the biggest farce out there. When you're learning, yes, you focus and center in because you have to learn a, spe a specific skill. Right. If you're learning how to paint a wall, you can't focus on learning how to paint a wall and mix the paint. You got to get your technique right. However, in order to paint the wall, if you're going to become a painter, don't you know how shouldn't you know how to mix the paint, apply the paint to the wall? Tell me about when the time dries. Right. Shouldn't you be able to teach somebody else about your systems, processes, the best types of paint for what type of wall, for what types of material? That's not a one and done focus, you know, process or information source. That's a lot of information that's tied to being a painter. And then you'll know what's the difference between painting the interior of a house, painting the exterior of a house. I mean, people are out here painting appliances, for goodness sake. There are people who paint t-shirts. That Imagine how many ways you can differentiate your business within your business if you have a vast array of skills, but it's all collectively tied together underneath this premise of paint. Now, depending on how much brain capacity or capacity to retain information or your skill set experience or the direction you go into, there are some things you're not going to be able to do, some things you don't want to do. That leaves the market open for someone else. However, you should be somebody who's diverse enough to bring something more to the table. Think about it from another aspect, from a growth perspective. If you only can do one function, you're only limiting yourself to be able to deal with your market. You're always going to have to chase that same market in that same specific space and time. There's no capacity for you to grow with your audience from being entry market to mid market, you know what I'm saying, to a more experienced market. That is, that's, and that right there, I should just stop the podcast right there. These are things that people are, are telling they they're give they're selling you for three and four thousand dollars, you know, and I'm just giving it to you for free. So if you have not followed me on my Instagram, follow me. Right, follow this podcast because I'm going to be dropping some jewels. Because at the end of the day, I'm not here to give you fluff. That's not what I'm about. This information can be found honestly anywhere on the internet, but when it's not broken down to you in a way that you can understand it and use it, it doesn't make sense. Because I can share with you, and from personal experience, I can speak. I think I am a pretty, you know, smart person. Like I feel like everyone out there is smart. We're smart in our gifts and talents. But I know there are times when I still need to hire somebody to help me. I can't do it all. So I might have be saying that, you know, I don't want to manage anyone, but that doesn't mean I don't want somebody hire. I don't want to hire someone to do a specific function. If it's outside of my mental capacity, if it's outside of my skill set, I'm going to hire you, but I need to know what I'm hiring you for so I can be very clear on the outcomes you are supposed to give me. Because if you're not doing it right, we need to have a conversation so that you can get it right. Right? But going back to that quote, a master 
you know, it's a jack of all trades versus a master of none. Think about that. If you are a leader, aren't you kind of well-versed in a lot of things? A business leader has to be able to have financial conversations with their CFO, right? Isn't that what the chief executive officer have to do? They have to handle all and manage all of the executive functions. I need to have a conversation with my CFO because I want to know why we are not, you know, why sales is, you know, well, why operating expenses is at this number and it should be here. Tell me why we are losing money on, on expenses. I want to know what we need to do to offset our taxes for the following fiscal year, right? What, what type of projects we need to bring on? What do we need to do, right? If I am a person, again, as a CFO, CEO, I need to find out from my chief information officer what's going on in that area of technology, right? What type of security systems, if I'm running a huge database of things running in and out, what protocols do we have in place? If, you're, if you have a staff, that can function part of that. Having a staff function falls underneath the CIO. If a person leaves an establishment, are you building out ways for them um, to leave and not take proprietary information from the organization. Anything that you think of that works in a large organization, you need to apply these same things to your smaller business. You may not need all of those functions and components, but the only way to know that is to get clear on what you're doing. If you can't get clear on that, it's because you haven't taken the time to do that. You haven't taken the time to really sit and figure out who you are, what it is that you want to do, who you want to do it for, how you're going to do it, how you're going to deliver it, because all of those components are important to running a successful business. So you have to understand it. Going back to the illustration, um, there are some organizations that have a CMO, a chief marketing officer. These are the people who are responsible for making sure that all of the assets, the company's assets, whether it's tangible or intangible, are being pushed out there to the public, to their audience in a way that the majority of people can see it. I got to know something about marketing. That's what I've been spending a big chunk of my time on because I, I tell people I am not the person for marketing. I'm an introvert. I know how to go in and sell myself and have a good day in a small selective group of people. This is how I built my career. But when I sat there and thought about that, I was like, well, dang, if I could sell myself to these senior level positions, these leadership positions, I can definitely bring one of my skill sets to the table in a way that it can benefit other people. But I have to understand what marketing is, right? Even if I don't want to do that function, I got to learn it for myself. Same thing with the CEO, Take it from another aspect. What's another title that we missed? We got the CFO, the CEO, the CIO, the CMO, the COO, Chief Operations, right? This is the person that handles all the operations. This is the person that may handle, again, depending on how organizations establish, it can either be, you know, admin, it can be sales, it can be, or sales might be with the marketing team, again, but it's anything related to the operation of an organization. If I don't have no clear-cut understanding of how it takes to operate a business, this person can take, can just come in here and just run, run things. It's a team. Somebody has to be sitting at the head of the class. Somebody has to be the leader. And if you are not going to come to the table having some sort of knowledge then you're going to set yourself up for failure. Are you in this to fail? 
And I don't even like to use the failure word because I feel like that is like an F word. I'm a person trying not to curse for like 2022, but I don't believe in failure. I believe in life lessons. I believe in that, right? People who, now, let me, let me backtrack. I do believe that sometimes we fail when we keep making the same mistakes. Like, so I call them stupid mistakes. I grew up with that, you know, stupid mistakes. The definition of stupidity is doing the same thing over and over, expecting different results. That to me is a failure. That to me, because we all have the power to change. You don't like the way something is going, change it. Now, again, we're not talking about above that, but I don't care what anybody says or anybody do. I'm going to make a way out of no way, and I'm just going to put my faith in, 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 in my faith. That's it. That's it. I have gotten, have I been, have experienced different things? Yeah, of course, like anybody else, but I'm not going to let that stop me because at the end of the day, I have a family I want to help support. I want to travel. I want to do what I can do. So I'm not letting anything change me. I'm not letting anything move my values and my beliefs aside. I'm not letting anything mess with that. But you have to take the time out in order to come to these moments of awareness, these moments of understanding, so that way you can set yourself up for success. I think, too, people are getting sick of it. Honestly, I think the market, once again, is shifting. Anybody who's in leadership, y'all, y'all know we pay attention to what these markets out here is doing because we got to, we got to, we got to shift. We got to pivot. But when you are holding true to your values and your beliefs, there's not too much pivoting you have to do. A leader is in this business for change. They are constantly um, reinventing their, improving their processes, their systems, their strategies, looking for better ways to do things better ways to be efficient, better ways to do more with less, but not to the point of being, you know, um, what do you call it? Uh, What's that TV show? But basically, what do they call it? The word commergian, you know, that the way you're like, I don't want to say cheapskate, but a cheapskate, miserly, right? You you don't want to be miserly because what's the point of working hard if you can't reward yourself? Going back to the self-care part, I'm not working hard um, so I can hoard my money. What's the point? I mean, money, money is money. It serves a purpose. It's not for me to accumulate in the bank up until like I'm I'm having a party with someone else trying. That's not my goal. My goal is to use my money to pay my bills, to provide opportunities for my children, for myself, for my family, to take care of myself and to donate where I need to donate to. That's what my money is for. And if I, through my servicing of others, I'm allowed to give and accumulate a little more, then that is, that's a blessing. That's an added bonus. And again, I'm not here to preach about any moral standards. I don't really care. But at the end of the day, that's where my values system lies. So a lot of times people that work with me, they tend to have similar values. You know, they don't have a get rich queen because to be honest, a lot of the people I work with are financially stable. They're financially stable because they are career people, right? Whether they've been at their job for 20 years and up for retirement, whether they have high profile jobs and are like, you know what? I'm tired of going back. I can't do it. I'm burnt out, experiencing burnt out. I have a two-year plan, a strategy. That's the type of people that I work with. It's more of a leadership thing. And so since I am not, anybody can learn what I learn and apply it. 
But you have to focus on these four aspects of your business. You have to. You have to focus on these four aspects within yourself. You have to create the time. You have to create the time first. Most people are not telling you, you know, what that should look like. I can't tell you. I can't tell you every week you should be spending maybe eight hours on marketing, right? If you're doing things manually. I can't tell you you should be spending two, three hours a week on your back office stuff, whatever that may be. I can't tell you that you should be spending 12, 16, 20 hours working with clients one-to-one. I can't tell you that because that is unique. However, I can tell you, are you avoiding distractions, right? Or think about all those little things that can get in your way from accomplishing your goal. So let me know if you guys enjoyed this. Again, follow me on my Instagram because I do share supporting content for this to give you guys a holistic view of what I'm talking about. And my calendar is open to get on a strategy call with me. Um, so that way we can chit chat and I can I can find out more about you. You can find out more about me. Sometimes we just want somebody we can go to just to say, hey girl, talk to me, talk to me. I do have, um, I think I have two spots open this month because we are almost, we are almost in the middle of April. I do have two spots open if you want to take Um, advantage of the, what is it, two-week programs that I have left, you can definitely take advantage of that. Because again, I'm an energy-driven person. I'm an introvert. I can't take on, I love the boutiqueness of my services. I'm not looking to have a thousand people, you know, working with me one-to-one. I'm not looking to have a group program of 15, 20, 30 people. I work best in small spaces. I like the intimacy of that. I love getting to know the people that I'm working with one-to-one. So if all of that sounds appealing, if you like what I'm talking about, if you like my growth, if you like the direction, me getting out my own way, and feel like this is something that you can benefit from in your business, then book a call and let's see if we can work with each other. In the meantime, I will catch you ladies and gents on the next episode. Talk to you soon. Bye.